Hey everybody, it's Perilous Garris here with episode 6 of the RPI Athletics Podcast. Thanks again for listening. On today's episode, we have head football coach Ralph Isernia with the junior quarterback George Marinopoulos and senior linebacker John Sadak. That's followed by women's cross country and head coach John Lynch with Michelle Murray and Laura Klang, who are juniors heading into their senior season. We hope you enjoy the show. For more than 35 years, CDPHP has been keeping you in the game by providing top-notch healthcare coverage, superior customer service, and the tools you need to live your healthiest life. They're also a proud sponsor of your RPI engineers. CDPHP, a plan for life. Joining me on the phone, we have uh, RPI football folks, including a seventh-year head coach, Ralph Isternia. Uh, uh, Ralph, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me, Perry. Uh, junior George Marinopoulos, quarterback from Slingerlands, New York, and a business and management major. George, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Terry. And senior linebacker from Glastonbury, Connecticut, and a business and management and econ. Dual major John Sadak. Uh, John, thanks for coming on, too. Thanks for having me, Perry. Glad to be here. Uh, football team here, and uh, you guys, you, I mean, uh, both of you and, and coach as well, have been a part of what has been, uh, you know, a real good run for this football program. We'll start with Coach I. Uh, you know, this season, another postseason for you, not where you wanted to be as far as, you know, Liberty Leagues and, and the NCAAs again, uh, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on how this year went and how it kind of fits into uh, what you guys have been up to for the last, you know, seven years here at RPI? Yeah, I was uh, I was extremely proud of this, this group, uh, you know, this past season uh, with, uh, you know, where we started, where we finished. Um, we had uh, we had excellent uh, senior leadership uh, across the board, um, you know, a couple of things that you know you never you never count on is is you know the injuries and to you know what positions those injuries happen to and um, you know but you do always expect that the competition is getting better you know from one year to the next and um, I think that's one of the things that uh, you know I've seen I know uh, you know John and George have seen in their their time at, at RPI is that when you look at our league uh, and also our out of conference schedule um, the competition. Uh, has you know has has really you know raised the bar and um, our league especially with the uh, with the new additions of uh, you know uh, Ithaca and, um, and and Buffalo State but also the improvements that uh, the other teams have made you know every single week it's uh, it, it's a battle and um, you know it's it's almost a coin flip of of who's going to win from one year to the uh, one week to the next so. Um, I was extremely, you know, proud of of, of where our guys, uh, uh, you know, finished. Uh, being able to um, this senior class uh, being in the top three, I believe, in uh, in wins per class uh, among uh, 134 other uh, 133 other um, you know classes that have gone through RPI uh, is extremely great accomplishment. Um, going to a sixth consecutive uh, postseason game, uh, and uh, you know this senior class uh, being in four, uh, being in the postseason uh, all four years that they've been at RPI is uh, is another tremendous accomplishment and something that uh, that you know no other teams have done. So um, extremely proud of this group, um, and I know that 
you know, records don't indicate the, the amount of effort and, uh, you know, what they meant uh, to the Institute. But um, I'm very fortunate to, uh, to have been their, their head coach and, and, you know, really enjoyed uh, our season. Uh, John, uh, senior captain on this, on this team here, uh, you know, finished your career with 200 tackles. 92 of them came uh, the 2018 season, which is really a magical year for this program. Uh, you knew it would be hard to, I guess, replicate this year from last year from all those, you know, the close wins you had and that group. Uh, but, you know, what were your feelings on this year's team coming off of a, such a, a magical run you guys had the year before? Yeah, I really like this year's team. This year's team is really close-knit, especially our senior class. I mean, we grew up all four years, uh, super close group, had a lot of fun in the locker rooms with these guys. Um, obviously, uh, it wasn't the same record that we had the year before, but like Coach said, uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff that we can't control. But I thought we battled from start to finish. The one thing that I loved about this group is that no matter what the outcome was, we never gave up from start to finish. We always finished strong had a lot of heart, and uh, I, I really loved being a part of this team. And you guys had, I mean, even down to the last game of the year, uh, you guys find yourselves down, you know, early in that game and were able to battle back, uh, lost by three. But, uh, you know, George, you know, what was it like playing down in, down in PA? Probably a different atmosphere for you guys as well. Yeah, it was definitely um, a lot of fun going to that bowl game, um, being in a dogfight in that game. Uh, ending, obviously, not how we wanted it to. They just made one play at the end of the game that we didn't make. But uh, long bus rides, fun getting down there. Um, you just feel feel the energy uh, when we got there. We played a great game. Uh, just came up a little bit short at the end. Uh, you guys had uh, part of a, a magical run as far as the, all the sports were concerned at, at ECAB. I think teams lost two games all year at ECAV Stadium. Can you guys, each of you, want to know what it's like to play at ECAV and in front of, you know, some, you know, it turned out to be some, some, some fans that got behind you and made it maybe difficult for the other team to play. Some yeah, that's awesome playing at ECAV. I, uh, I, just the one game that comes to mind is that Utica game under the lights where we had such a great fan attendance. Uh, there's so much support by the RPI athletics, um, no matter what sport, Everyone, everyone supports each other, and it was so great to see that we had such a great turnout for that game. But we, we love to defend our turf, and I thought we did a pretty good job all four of my years. George? Yeah, uh, say that pretty much said everything that I was thinking. The Utica game was um, awesome. The atmosphere for that game was so much fun playing at night. Um, and it's just something about playing at ECAP, playing in that stadium is just awesome, and you can't beat it. Did you picture it at all when you were in high school, or was it something that you didn't realize until maybe you know maybe later on in your high school career that you would have an opportunity to do that? Uh, I didn't really realize it until the spring of my senior year once I was really uh, looking at coming to RPI. Um, but just the ECAB, the facilities, everything that we've got there is just incredible. Coach, you've had a chance to coach you know, school, at other schools and, and play in other stadiums. You know, where, does the, where does ECAB rank for you? Well, I, I, it's uh, it, it's certainly you know number one on my list. Um, I, I know these guys keep talking about the the Utica game, and you know that was certainly a, a, it was a great finish to the game. I, I have a lot more gray hairs and uh, you know probably more heart palpitations because of that game. Uh, but um, you know, be, being at home and being at uh, you know the the ECAB Fortress and and. Uh, you know that's where we that's where we practice, and there's a lot of familiarity there. You know when you walk on the field for for stretch for practice, 
you know, we've got the same routines. We've got the, uh, the same things that we do day in and day out. So uh, it makes it, makes it fun, fun to come to work every day. Um, but, you know, with the, the, you know, the, the nice things about, uh, about coaching at RPI, you've got, you know, two, um, you've got two trophy games that you play every single year. And certainly the other schools that I've coached at, uh, you know, for the last 30 years, we have our rivalry games, but uh, there's nothing like, you know, playing for the trophies and, you know, playing in that atmosphere, which is, you know, one of the best division three stadiums in all the country. So uh, that's, it's it's a huge thing for us and and a great home field advantage with our fans. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, you know, switching gears a bit to, you know, what you guys are up to, uh, now with the, you know, John, I know you mentioned you're one paper away from, from finishing your college career. You know, it, it's been a little bit of an odd uh, situation here with, with what's going on with, you know, class at home and stuff. But, you know, how, is, how have you taken to it? And do you, have you gotten into any routines that have helped you? Yeah, I mean, I the big thing for me is just waking up early in the morning because if I if, – if I decide to sleep in one day, then I get nothing done the rest of the day. It's it's just so difficult to get motivated. Um, so I've been just waking up early, trying to grind my stuff out as soon as possible so I can enjoy my day. But it's it's different. It's it stinks because um, I, I want to be with my friends right now. It's it's difficult dealing with that, but uh, it's something that the whole nation's dealing with. So it's gonna get through it. And and George, do do you have any routines that you like to do to make sure you get everything done in a timely fashion? Oh, the big thing that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is I've just been writing down all my assignments for the week on a piece of paper um, on Sunday or Monday, just to kind of map out what I have to get done throughout the week, so I'm not um, jammed up at uh, one day or another that I can just gradually work on it throughout the week. But like John said, it's been tough, a little bit tough for me to get motivated to get stuff done, just being at home all the time. Um, but the other thing that I found is the days that I work out and I get, I get moving, um, those days are a lot easier to get stuff done than the days where, um, I don't work out. It's one of my days off. So that's the thing that I've been trying to do just about every day, just to, um, just, just, just to stay active and just stay on a schedule. And uh, you guys, I guess John wouldn't be uh, participating in, in spring ball, but, uh, George, you'd be, you know, football kind of frames your frames your day at RPI. So I was curious to, to hear about how you guys are doing things. Coach, too. I mean, you guys have your ADM meeting and this and that, and that's not happening, I guess. Maybe it is happening. Maybe you're having Zoom calls, Coach. But, uh, you know, football frames your day. Can you explain how you guys are, you know, getting through without that, Coach? Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we still have a, a daily staff meeting every day. Uh, you know, we still have a, uh, uh, a team that we need to keep, uh, keep tabs on. Um, you know, they need to finish strong academically. Uh, you know, one of the first things that we did is, is when we knew this was going to be our, our new normal uh, is we asked our guys to, to you know, do three, three things, is, is to, to get a routine set in place, uh, something that's, you know, a lot different than what you were doing uh, when you were on campus, but get a routine, have a time to work out, and then stay connected. Uh, stay connected to your teammates, uh, whether it's a video chat or whether it's, uh, you know, FaceTiming someone or, or texting them and saying, hey, this is what I lifted today. What are you doing today? Um, but you staying connected with the team because those were guys that they were seeing every single day when they were on campus. Um, as far as our coaching staff is concerned, you know, we, we, have a, we have a video chat every single morning. We're talking about our team and, and finding out, you know, where they are academically, what needs they have, and uh, 
you know, trying to get them in touch with tutors and with ALAC and uh, being a, a help resource for, for those guys. Uh, and then also trying to finish up this, uh, this recruiting class uh, that we have. And, you know, when all this, all this came down, we had about 15 to 20 guys that still uh, had yet to visit campus. We thought that was going to happen during the accepted student celebration and that didn't. And, you know, we're doing, uh, we're doing video home visits and we're sending them uh, links to what the campus looks like in ECAS. And, you know, we're trying to, to finish up uh, the recruiting class as, as best we can. And, you know, one of the difficult things is to make a college decision without having visited a campus. So, you know, we're trying to bring the campus to them as much as possible. But for, for us, it, you know, very similar to, to our, you know, what we ask the team to do is, you know, now the coaching staff needs to get on a routine. Uh, we need to find some time to have some sort of uh, physical release um, and, and work out, uh, but also stay connected to our current team and uh, also to our recruits. So, you know, those were the big three, three things for us. And you guys, the players, you guys, uh, you know, you're trying to get, you know, get some workouts in. George, you said you're working out. Do you guys have access to any kind of equipment or are you kind of making do? And, and I know I talked to the strength and conditioning guys last week. You know, what have they kind of given you as, as I guess, uh, what you should be doing and what you're able to do? Yeah, we've got um... – Coach Serge has been giving us a full body weight program, which has been uh, really awesome to go off of. So the program doesn't call for any weights or anything. So if you don't have anything um, in your basement or your garage or anything, you can still go through the entire program. I'm lucky to have a, a bench and a couple of dumbbells in my basement. So I've been using that as much as I can with stuff. Um, just trying to do everything that I can to stay in shape and get stronger. And then I guess, John, you're, you're I guess you're retired, but uh, I know a lot of you guys <laughs> – so in the weight room just as often, if not more. Uh, what, what kind of stuff are you going to get into? Are you getting help from anybody? Are you working out with anybody? Uh, so I've been just trying to stay in shape as best as I can. I've actually been going on runs, which is kind of crazy. I, I've never <laughs> I've never done long distance runs before, but I found myself. I ran three miles the other day. It's, All right. It's something that I never thought I would ever do because I always hated to run, but you're you're kind of forced into that when. There's no weights I could do. A lot of running, a lot of push-ups. That's what I've okay. been doing. Not too bad. Coach, you, Coach, you getting your uh, your workouts in? I know you were in there every day at, around lunch hour. Yeah, it's, um, you know, that's that's one of the things, you know, try to do. And, and um, as I said, you know, routine is, you know, you wake up, you got your, you know, your morning routine uh, and, uh, you know, meditation and yoga and afternoon, lunchtime. Uh, lunchtime, you try to, you know, do some sort of, run or, or hit training or uh, get down to river road and, and uh, be in the nice crisp air. Um, but, you know, there, you have to have some sort of release and you have to get out of the house a little bit, even if it's just working out in the yard and, and doing something like that. But, uh, uh, you know, just to kind of keep things fresh for you. Uh, for, for you guys, uh, you know, and George, maybe too, you, you see RPI in the news, you know, helping out with, the science, the science behind some of this COVID-19 research uh, is kind of cool, I thought. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on when you, when you see whether it's, you know, uh, research on trying to find a uh, some, something to help cure it or, you know, or a, a vaccine kind of thing or maybe just to identify it in people? Yeah, that wasn't really surprising to see for me. I, I just know RPI is such an innovative school. We've got some of the brightest minds that come here. It was it was definitely cool to see that shout out by uh, the president. But 
it, that's just the culture that's here. Everyone's and everyone's an innovator. Everyone's trying to find that next uh, world-saving problem. It's it's really cool to see. George, you see, to that in the news as well. I guess a couple other situations like RPI is using your supercomputers as well to try try to help solve the issue. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, awesome to see. Like John said, the name dropped by the president in uh, one of his briefings was really cool. Um, yeah, it's just always awesome to see the things that RPI tries to do for the community. And uh, John was one of the uh, uh, six, uh, five guys on the uh, NFF College Hall of Fame 2020 uh, Hampshire Society uh, inductees. You know, maintaining a 3.2 grade point average, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. RPI usually is well represented. It was Tommy Avery, Jacob Grant, uh, Joey Gutowski, and Malik Kelly, and yourself. Uh, in another honor for for you guys uh, showing that you what you do in the classroom as well as uh, on the field is is a, is a big deal. Uh, John, what does that mean to you for this induction and just another award for for this group? Well, it's it's really cool to see uh, like the hard work pay off. But that's all due to the support that we have at RPI, which it's, it's truly special. Um, you'll go into a class and you'll have six of your best friends in there with you, all looking out for your best interest, all trying to help you out wherever you can. It's, it, I, all the credit is to my peers uh, because they, they truly made me strive to be a better person, uh, better athlete, uh, better in school. So that's just the kind of culture that RPI is. Absolutely, and uh, you can't get a chance to talk to it, talk about it yet, maybe. But you know, Matt, Patricia, stop by for an afternoon, and uh, George, I know you got a chance to give him a, a gift. Uh, can you explain where that idea came from, and uh, and that experience you had with the with Coach Patricia from the, the Lions, a former you know RPI assistant coach and player? Yeah, uh, Coach I uh, had the idea of having the helmet with his number on it, um, having everyone sign it definitely a really, really cool experience having him on campus. Um, I can't talk enough about that, how awesome it was um, being able to see him, talk to him. Um, when I got up to him, when I gave him the helmet, I talked to him a little bit about um, the Super Bowl play with Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah. um, he told me that they ran that play in practice five or six times and they didn't stop it a single time. And um, when the Super Bowl came, uh, Malcolm Butler did make that play and just crazy to think about how they knew the Seahawks were going to run it on the goal line, and then um, on the biggest play of his life, um, stepped up and made a play because of the coaching from it. So uh, just really cool having him on campus, being able to talk to him, um, hearing about his experience, RPI, how that's helped shape him now from it. Um, yeah, I know it was, it was awesome. Yeah, what I, I was from the, the time I got a chance to, to speak with him, he just, he was way more Maybe not. Maybe not more more down to earth than I thought he would be. But it, it, that's what that's what it felt like. I felt like, you know, sometimes when people get you know high profile jobs or you know make so much money, they're they're not approachable. But he, he was the exact opposite, in my opinion. Coach, did you have a chance to speak with him as well? Oh, absolutely. And and you know all the you know the the three things that you're talking about right now. These are you know huge pride points for RPI. You know you, you've got uh, doing some amazing research with the with the COVID nineteen and and. Um, our people on campus, and um, you know, our our seniors getting getting honored by the uh, by the Hampshire Society, um, and you know that happens on a on a yearly basis with our guys, and you know how much they effort that they put in the classroom and on the football field, and um, you know they get rewarded for that. And certainly having you know Matt on campus, having a chance to to talk with him 
Um, you know, he was a, a, a guy that, uh, you know, always had a chance to talk to on the on the phone when you can get him on the phone, you know, because uh, <laughs> his schedule as, as an NFL coach, uh, especially when he was with New England, uh, uh, was was really you know was was really jammed up. But um, the the thing that that I enjoyed I enjoyed his conversations uh, about his experience at RPI, and that it's really no different. His experience at RPI is really no different than any of our student athletes and what they go through uh, on a day to day basis. And uh, uh, to hear him you know tell uh, tell our guys about yeah this these were my struggles in the classroom. That's how I got over it and. Uh, here's where my hope sources were. Um, it, it's really refreshing to see because you know that's exactly what our guys go through on, on a on a day to day basis. And you know, one of the neat things, one of the neat takeaways for me was just having a chance to sit down and talk to him, just about some you know uh, some X's and O's, maybe some nuances of the game, maybe some um, some head coach organizational things uh, that he employs uh, that uh, you know really kind of you know you know opened up my eyes a little bit, not only to the NFL, but just the way that his, his mind works and, and the, you know, how detailed he is with, with a lot of the, uh, the aspects of, of coaching the game. Um, but that was, you know, that was certainly a, a highlight of, of, of our year. Uh, John, uh, being from Connecticut, does that make you, you're kind of in no man's land as far as choice. Are you a Patriots <laughs> fan? Uh, and uh, are you a fan of Patricians as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a big Patriots fan. I've always <laughs> always been a fan of Patricia ever ever since he was the D coordinator. I mean, it's awesome to see what he's doing now with the Lions. Um, it's just really cool to have him as an alum. Absolutely. Uh, you know, looking ahead to next year's schedules out, uh, George, I know you'll, you know, everyone's hopeful that we're able to get to that. Uh, how do you go about preparing for, you know, a season? And, and right now it seems like it's, uh, you know, miles away, but uh, we're in April now, um, you know, it's four or five months down the road that you start preparing for stuff like that. Uh, in the football world, preparation is, is so big, you know, wh- what are your, what are your plans? And coach, maybe you can elaborate on this too. What are your plans you know, currently? What are you guys trying to do to get ready for the new season? Yeah. Um, right now, what I'm trying, I'm not trying to think about the alternative right now. For me, I'm just thinking about we're going to be in camp um, August 12th, 14th, whichever day it is. Um, but, Sticking to the workout plan is a big thing. I've been trying to reach out to our guys, talk to them uh, at least once, twice a week. Um, we've been having our position meetings. We've had a couple uh, full offensive meetings. So just trying to take it as business as usual. Try to, like Coach John's been saying, try to make this our – get used to this being our new normal um, and try to make the best of it. Not trying to just maintain, but trying to improve yourself in a different way uh, every single day. Trying something new to work on. So – um, like you said, preparation is key for football. Um, this year is obviously no different. Just got to make the best of our situation right now. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's exactly you know what we preach to our guys all the time is is their attitude, their preparation, and effort. Uh, those are the things that they can control right now. Um, if you if, if you do um, have a chance to take a look at our schedule, um, you'll see that it's uh, we have no there are no cupcakes on our schedule. Um, we are uh, you know we're starting off with with Montclair and then heading down to Stevenson and. Uh, we've got Anna Maria and, and WPI. So if you look at the the winning percentage, um, you know the the strength of schedule. Uh, you know we've got it's a, over a 600 uh, winning uh, 
strength of schedule, which is probably one of the top ten in the nation. So, you know, we're not ducking anyone, and, you know, we've challenged our guys to, uh, you know, to be ready uh, whenever the uh, the call comes to, to come to camp. And hopefully that's that's August 12th. Uh, that's how the, the coaching staff is moving forward with everything, you know, plans to come in and, you know, have, you know, we've already have our, uh, our 365 schedule all mapped out and ready to send out to our guys. Um, so when the time comes, everyone knows what they're doing. That sounds like a good plan to me. And uh, finally, we'll leave this uh, with, with John, our senior uh, captain here. What, what are your plans going forward? I know, uh, you know, you know, some people's job, uh, some people's jobs have been pushed back or, you know, some of the hiring stuff has been, has been tough. What are your plans going forward here? Uh, so I'm actually returning to RPI for a, a fifth year to get my master's in science and quantitative finance risk analytics. So right. it's it's been good. So I haven't had to deal with uh, the hiring process getting pushed back or anything. I am interning this summer uh, with Travelers Insurance in Hartford uh, in the Financial Management Leadership Development Program um, in hopes to become a financial controller in the future or maybe potentially move into the uh, investment banking field. All right, joining me on the phone here on the sixth uh, RPI Athletics podcast is Fed cross country coach John Lynch from Clifton Park, and in his ninth year, uh, John, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having us. And also a junior uh, mechanical engineering and design innovation and society dual major from Greenlaw, New York, Michelle Murray. Thanks for coming. Hi, Perry. Thanks for having me. And finally, last but not least, Laura Clang, a junior. Uh, biochemistry and biophysics major from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Laura, thanks for coming as well. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, the cross-country team, both men's and women's, have you know been one of the most successful athletic programs over the last decade now, and it, things seem to be you know continuing to improve. It's kind of hard to do that once you reach the, the point of making the national championships every year. But we'll start with Coach Lynch and what has been you know so successful. I know we've talked about it before but not, not quite in this platform yet. Uh, what, what makes, you know, especially at, we'll talk about the women's side because that's what we're, we're doing today. Uh, what makes women's cross country so successful at RPI? Uh, well, I think ultimately it, it just comes down to the group dynamic that we have within the team. Uh, I think from the, from the very beginning of our, our streak here of, of making nationals over the last five years, there's just been a, a belief in each other and a belief in, in what, I'm trying to teach everybody that that's just helped everybody to uh, to buy into the program. And um, it really doesn't matter what you come in as, as a recruit. And I think that's something that everybody believes on the team. We've had girls um, that break into our top seven and our scoring five and even become our top runners that were, um, you know, towards the bottom of the roster their freshman year. So uh, ultimately when we, when we talk about our, our team, we talk about two main things and that's, that's growth and, and belonging and, um, it's part of our mission statement that we that we really pursue, and um, I think the the way that they all they all believe that those two things are important to the success of the team. I think it's only going to help the team to build year after year after year. Absolutely, and uh, you know, you talk about some some people maybe didn't start very high or, or maybe came from other places. You had 
Maddie Sturm graduated last year. I think she was maybe not very high on the list, but she had the potential to be very good. And then uh, Izzy Kaplazi, I, I guess she came over from soccer, maybe wasn't intending to run, and it was great for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, both uh, both of them. And, um, you know, the list goes on. Right. You know, our top girls this year, Autumn Grimm, she was, I think, fifth at the regional championships and maybe 50th or 60th at nationals. She uh, – she was actually our last runner her freshman year, um, and you know when you get to talk to Michelle here, I think she'll probably mm-hmm. story or two yeah. about when she joined the team. All right, uh, we will get to that, and we'll talk about your season, um, which every year starts with a time trial in at the park in Troy. There, um, you know, Michelle, going into that, uh, you know, what were some things that you found, and then you know, even into the uh, public invited bard where you guys had some success. Yeah, right from the start um, during our 3K time trial, that was one of the one of the most strongest performances we had, um, and we had two top seniors, Maggie and Autumn Grimm, uh, who paced everyone to hit great times, and we had great showings from the juniors and sophomores, and even some impressive freshman performances, and that was just an awesome showing that we had um, building into our season. And what I believe in, and I know Coach definitely touches upon a lot, is that with a good summer of running, it's the key to having a strong season. Because our races start up on the first week of classes. And with running a cross-country race, you can't just show up and hope for the best. And it's not a luck type of sport. So you have to have a strong base coming in. So that's something that RPIXD, I believe, does incredibly well. And thanks to all the girls who are returning and just buying into that um, mentality and coaches' summer training plans and just the newcomers expecting a team that doesn't mess around and we all prepare. So with that time trial, we went into one of our first races at Bard, and we were all very fortunate to have some strong girls out there and some girls have a first shot at previewing the course that would later be the race at Liberty League. So it was tough then that course, but Mm -hmm. um, we weren't ready at that time to see what it was going to show us at our Liberty League race with all the mud and crazy (laughs) stuff there. So Uh, Laura, early on in your, your season, you know, uh, you guys, Speaking of that, the, the Bard invited and also Purple Valley Classic. You know, what what were you guys trying to get out of those those early races, knowing that the, the bigger races were were further down the line? Um, you know, going into those early races, it's really about we're always looking ahead to championship seasons, about preparing for those later races. Um, I really think those early races, you know, we go into it with a plan of, oh, don't go out too fast. Um, it's more learning how to race with each other and work together. A lot of people think cross country is an individual sport, but it really is a team sport. And um, a lot of that, a lot of those early races is um, learning how to work as a team. For sure. And you look at some of the times that some of you folks had in in those races, and it's like they're, you know, a second or two apart. You can kind of get a picture of how you guys run as a pack. And, uh, you know, we can ask Coach first, but how important is that for you guys, you know, not necessarily having the top-of-the-line runner on the women's side like you have had a couple of times on the men's side, maybe not even this year, though? 
Yeah, it's 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 extremely important, and it's it's definitely something in in my philosophy of, of, of coaching that has uh, you know grown in importance over the last four or five years here, as I've seen uh, some of the success take off with with the team. I used to try to individualize plan, training and, and race plans as much as possible, and um, I think I think what everybody gets out of running with a teammate is worth a lot more than just having your own individual strategy. Um, they feed off each other. When somebody's not feeling great, the other person in the group might be feeling better and be able to take over the workload at that moment in time. And then when that person's, you know, bad few minutes come in the race, the other person might be able to take over. And the 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 race pace that they're running, it's 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 hard. It's prolonged for you know anywhere from 21 to 25 minutes for the girls. But it's uh it's a pace where you might be able to say a word or two or give a hand gesture something encouraging and, and that's something that we really work on is, is trying to um, develop a, a way to have some some in-race uh, communication as well and uh, you know Michelle you guys had uh, turns out you both of you had your career best at the Pecan college meet uh, you were about you know maybe 30 seconds apart there um, you know what what about that meet made you guys so successful and uh, with the conditions you know what you can start with I'll start with you and I'll ask Laura as well yeah, I remember the day of Con College just feeling super excited to be there. Um, it was my first time running on that course and being with it, like, it, in that atmosphere there. Um, I know that during the race, I would keep my eyes on the girls, the RPI uh, jerseys up ahead of me while I was running and use them as an energy to pull myself up the hills and turn around the corners real sharp making sure I don't, you know, waste any time. So, and just having that feeling of belonging and just everyone in the same mindset, like coach was saying, um, was something that helped me get through that race and finish strong. Or did you have the same feeling? Our guy, you know, you guys finished fifth out of 28, second biggest meet you guys had outside of, uh, regionals and championships. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Con College, it's a really good, really competitive meet. There's always quite a few nationally and regionally ranked teams there. Mm-hmm. And so it really makes it more competitive. Um, yeah, during the race, I remember always just looking for teammates ahead of me, trying to work together. Um, yeah. That's cool. No, I mean, it was two weeks before Liberty League, so I mean that had I'm sure that had something to do with maybe some of the motivations you guys had, knowing that this was your last competitive meet before you guys would be competing for the for the championship, which you guys ultimately won. Is that, was that part of it at all? Yeah, I think that did feed into it. Um, it was also one of the only meets we had this past season where the whole team raced together. Okay. And we weren't split up into. Uh, one group's doing a workout today and one group's racing. So I think nice. having the whole team together really played into it, too. So then two weeks later, October 2nd, you guys, uh, you know, pulled off the, your first league championship since 2016. I'm sure it was big for, you know, especially the seniors there, mm. uh, but also you guys experiencing that for the first time. Uh, you had five in the top uh, – or you know, nine in the top 18, I guess. So uh, how how did that play out for you guys? Start with Coach there. Yeah, I mean, we, we went into it um, 
you know, feeling like we, we have a good chance at winning. And I feel like we've gone into it every year over the last five or six years, feeling like we had a good chance of winning. And um, I think heading into it, we were probably the top ranked team in the league. I know uh, both RIT, Ithaca, St. Lawrence, Vassar, I think they were all ranked at the time in the national polls. But um, so we knew it was going to be a competitive race. It, it, it was a very muddy year um, leading up to it, and that course doesn't hold water very well, so that added a little bit of a challenge uh, physically and also psychologically for a lot of people on the team. Um, but I think we weren't alone there. I think every team was dealing with the same stuff. But it was it was very exciting, um, I think, for the team as a whole, but also definitely for our, our senior women who, you know, they were a part of it their freshman year, um, four, three years earlier. and uh, right to be able to end their end their RPI career going out on top of it was a special moment. And I'm glad we were able to give that to them. How did you feel about that? You guys being juniors, only one class away uh, from those mm-hmm. folks. Shelly, you can go first. Yeah. I remember, like, thinking back now on that race, it was just so muddy. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, slipping down the hill because of how crazy it, the mud was and, I know Laura can attest to this too, but RPI really did put strong performances out there that day. And having some key seniors show, show what they got and, you know, keeping the the spirit alive pre-race and after the race was really important. And we just had some really good performances from the bottom up and everyone shining and earning some valuable points for us that day. Um, yeah. All right, now I have to ask you guys, uh, Laura, what, what's the deal with the with the flannel? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we wanted to like have a a piece of like team wear that's you know kind of different. Um, okay. <laughs> the seniors because it's came, different. <laughs> some of the seniors came up with the idea of the flannel, and for the most, I think everyone really likes them. Um, it's just I so think they iconic. look really cool. They are so iconic. These are team issue. Yeah, they're they're yeah. team issue. So so do we have a couple of people on the team that were wearing flannels to practice like for for quite a while on colder okay. is on um, so a couple of years the senior group had been pushing me to get team flannels and I just kinda laughed at them. Um but we've gotten to the point where every year we try to get something new and so it's throughout your four years you get something each year, you know, a nice collection and we got to the point where I was just like, I don't know what to get yeah, you guys want to do. And they're like, team flannels. I'm like, sure. <laughs> All right, because they started, they started popping up at, at post, uh, post-race yeah. celebration picks. They were, uh, they were our, uh, our podium, our podium garb. So. Yeah, well, I like it. It's a good look. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll finish up the, the review from last year with, the, you know, the, with two big meets uh, in two weeks after the league championship at the uh, Atlantic Regional. Where you took uh, second out of 38, uh, you know that was up in Canton, uh, which, which I've heard is a real nice course up there. Uh, you know, w- what was that day like for you guys? And we'll start. Uh, we'll start with Laura this time, or the other way. Um, that day was, it was a great day for us. I mean, obviously coming in second at the regional, getting the automatic bid to nationals. Um, that's, you. It's hard to be disappointed with that. Um, it was a tough race, uh, obviously going way up north in, I think it was the second week of November. Mm -hmm. It was, 
the conditions weren't ideal, but you have to remember that everyone's racing in the same conditions and, you know, it's affecting everyone the same way. Cool. Michelle, is that how you felt? Yeah, exactly the same way. It was my first time being able to represent RPI at regionals, so that was like a really, like an important race for me personally. And just knowing that all the other girls on the team in the top seven have all experienced that pressure of the high stakes of regionals and nationals, I just leaned on everyone and relied on the whole team for advice. And we just had a great showing of a cheer squad too. So we had a bunch of guys and girls drive up and cheer us on. And that's just something I find to be different than a lot of other cross-country teams. We just know how to compete together and support each other throughout the whole time. And even though it was freezing cold and 15 degrees and there was a lot of mud, it was just a really exciting race. And I'm so glad that I got to experience that with the other teammates. And, yeah, and it was just a great day. Of course, you had to be happy with the result on top of what you guys were able to pull off there. Yeah, there was so many unknowns going into that race. I mean, St. Lawrence did a great job hosting. They they had a ton of snow up there, and they were plowing. I've never seen people plow fields before, but they were out there on their grass fields that they probably spent a ton of money on manicuring with mm-hmm. snow plows and salt machines and all that type of stuff and uh, made it a runnable course. And, of course, the sun came out that morning, and even though it was 15 degrees, a little bit of snow left on it started melting and creating mud and so we had a little bit of everything that day from snow to ice to mud but the girls they they put it all on the line and that's one thing I loved about this group is just the passion that they had for for the team and for the for the sport and I think you know when when you show up to a course and it's in that type of condition or when you show up to a race and there's that type of weather the the people that that believe in themselves and believe in their team and 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 really want to do something are the ones that are going to um, have the result that they, they want. And I think they, they were really bought into having that result that day. Yeah, a huge race, especially for, you know, in the, in the region, it's everyone you're competing against or, you know, at least looking at the, at the rankings all, all season long to have that. And then, of course, uh, you know, you go to Tom Slayer State Park, which you had been to earlier in the year, uh, mm-hmm. something that you think you, you started doing before this year, um, trying to get out there. Is that, is that true, Coach? Well, this was the first year we were able to preview the national course. Okay. We, we always try to go to preview regional courses every year, but we fundraise specifically to be able to go out to Louisville um, and, and see this course this year. You were on Louisville 13th place uh, as a team, which I'm sure was big because you never know going into, you know, you know, going into these big races. You know, falls are big. You know, yeah. Anything, any little thing that could mentally give you an edge or, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, and I want to hear your thoughts uh, on that. Uh, Michelle, I'll start with you from Nationals. Yeah, I remember that day of how crazy big it was. This, I, Like I said earlier, it was my first time being able to compete for the team at regionals and nationals. And just getting there and seeing everyone and all these teams from all over the nation just show up on that course was just really exciting and pressure and all those things. Um I just remember during the race specifically, I saw Laura up ahead of me, and I just worked hard that last half of the race to get up to her, and I did my best and told her, let's finish together, and we finished seconds with uh, from each other. Not breaking our personal best, but we still finished strong as a team, and that was just one of my proudest moments during my cross-country career last season. 
you know, Laura looked down, I'm looking at it right now, you know, 20, 23, 39, 23, 40 for you guys at the championships. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, what were you going to? No, that was, that was it. It's just, you know, finishing together, I'm sure, is important, and it just shows that you guys were have been working together all year and you finished it around the same time as well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really great to be able to work together with a teammate during the race. And even though, you know, obviously it wasn't a PR during cross country, that's not really the goal because mm-hmm. um, every course is different. Um, it's more about placement and being um, – Michelle and I working together really – I think helped push us forward in the race and helped us to pass girls. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, a 13th place at nationals, nothing uh, to be, you know, not to be proud of, of there. Uh, we're going to move on to, you know, you know, your, your spring season, uh, your, your track season was, was cut short. The distance that you were able to run, I guess, indoors happened for the most part, but not to nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of, I think they, I think pulled everyone back from those. Uh, but the outdoor portion, which is which is a big part of what you guys do as far as spring training, uh, it got wiped away. Uh, sort of, coach, what what did you kind of put into place during the spring when, you know, with it having a season was was not going to happen? Yeah, it, it, obviously tough circumstances for our, for our senior athletes there. But um, we 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 pretty much immediately took a break. Um, as a, as a group and uh, took some time for restoration, both mentally and physically and tried to, you know, come to terms with, with what had just happened. And uh, I think it was a good time for it. And I try to, you know, I'm trying to push to everybody that, you know, as distance runners having three seasons a year, there's a lot of wear and tear on the body. So personally, as a coach, when I, when I think about training, I always try to de-emphasize one of the seasons in a year as, as being not as important as the other two. And, so when we miss an outdoor season, I'm trying to push to them. Well, now we have more of a time to work on our fitness and our, our base building for the for the cross country season. So we're we're presently in that that time period now where we're really just working on uh, building our aerobic foundation for for what's to come hopefully in the fall. And for you guys, the students, uh, last week of classes uh, is next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as that timeline goes, you'd be finishing up really your your outdoor track season now anyway. Uh, what are you able to do and, and how difficult has, you know, not necessarily being able to run with someone, but maybe you can run with somebody, uh, you know, what's, what's going on social distancing wise. Start with uh, Michelle. Yeah. So with online classes, that just pro- poses all these different problems and schedule changes in terms of running, but it also gives more freedom in running because now everything's asynchronous so we can run on our own time when we want instead of planning around school. So that is a nice thing. But also we, as a team, we try to stay connected during this time and keeping our group chats alive. And we even had like a little uh, WebEx call where we all chatted together and talked about school and all those things. And we're hoping to keep that up over the summer and just trying to keep in touch and, Hoping everyone stays connected uh, during this time. And Laura, you guys are already during the summer. You're you're keeping in touch as far as posting your times for your runs and, and different workouts you're doing, right? So it's a little bit similar to what you've been doing, say, over a summer. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like an extended summer training block. Um, there's one or two different types of, I guess, like running social media we use, where you can like 
post your times and fear runs and how you felt and people comment on each other's logs and we talk about it. Um, I think this year we're probably going to try and do more video chats because obviously we didn't get the spring together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just really try and keep in touch with each other, keep each other accountable um, for training, but also make sure people aren't going overboard. Cool. And uh, getting to what you guys have done outside the classroom, I want to touch on what, Laura, you did uh, last summer, which is Brookhaven National Labs where you had an uh, internship. Um, uh, you know, in your major of biochemistry and biophysics, is there anything that you've that you really enjoy as far as maybe that internship or or stuff you've done in the past? Yeah, so that internship was really cool because it was it's a government lab, and mm-hmm. I was working at a particle accelerator, so it was this huge building, and we were using um, a light beam to do X-ray analysis on the structure of DNA. Okay. So it, I found that really cool because um, the biophysics part of my major isn't something that's really – not a lot of people know about it. There's kind of a joke that me and some of my friends in my major have that, like, oh, biophysics, that's not real. Like, <laughs> But it is it is very real, and it's, it's really exciting. It's a lot of cool technology, and I really hope I can continue to do something with that. That's awesome. And before that, you were working in a chemical, in a chemical lab, I guess, with Arcana, so and doing 3D printing. What what kind of work are you doing there? Um, that was kind of basic lab work. I was so the company Arkema has um, these kind of base chemical formulations, and I was helping mix them together to make uh, resins that would be polymerized by UV light and there's certain types of 3D printing you can use to build that layer by layer. And the project I was working on was for uh, dental applications, so like those invisible aligners. Um, so obviously there's specifications for that. They need to be clear. They need to be non-toxic. Um, okay. Yeah. That's all That's all really complicated. So I'm, I'm not sure a lot of our audience may well understand that, but maybe somebody does, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that'll be good. Uh, Michelle, uh, you did some work uh, with uh, research and engineering education and potential improvements. What was that about? Yeah, so I was working alongside of my professor for my uh, social science uh, part of my degree, the design part, and we did a huge study on how we interviewed so many different um, students across the nation uh, going to different universities on their opinions about school and how their learning is different from RPIs. And it was just an interesting study that, like, personally, I got to learn about how everyone else, all the engineers are learning and what I like about theirs and differences and stuff. And we're, we made up a whole article, and we, we're hoping it's going to be published. It's, we're in the final process of it now, and it'll eventually be published in a science journal, um, and we will be presenting it over webcast or whatever it is now instead yeah. of going to Montreal in June. So still exciting, but a little different. That's still going to happen in June? Yes, but over the Internet right. instead of us traveling. And uh, maybe completely separate, but you're also working on your pilot's license, which I thought was interesting. And what, what came, why did that come about, and uh, what made you excited to do something like that? Yeah, so me and my dad are both trying to get our pilot's 
um, full license together. And this past summer, um, me and my father flew a couple times, learned how to land the plane. And it was just something that, like, is really interesting to me. And if I had the chance to, I would probably finish that um, pilot's license by the end of college, but I don't know how much time I got left to do it. So that'll probably be, be something that I'm going to work for after college and finalize that up and learn how to actually fly a plane. That's great. Most of the people that I know that fly planes now were, were obviously arrows, mm. um, but that you're a mechanical engineer. And, and is, it, is there any thought of doing that earlier in your career or before you came to RPI or was that, was that something that came about later on? Yeah, I thought about becoming an aero um, and, so, and, like, going on that track. But since I added my dual major, it made it complicated on becoming an aero design major because of how, like, specific that is. Mm-hmm. But that might be something I might look into for when I apply for jobs in the future um, if they for a specific company that works with aero uh, nautical or aerospace stuff. So, very cool. So, John, as a, as a coach of these very smart uh, kids, you know, uh, <laughs> your communication to them is on a, a different level. It's, it's talking <laughs> cross country. Uh, how much of it, you know, when you're especially recruiting, um, you have to, you know, have conversations that are different from what they're obviously going to be learning in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I you know, I try to encourage and. Uh, and just uh, be happy to be a part of their lives, and I listen about their academics. I don't pretend to understand everything that they're <laughs> that they <laughs> are learning. Um, but at the same time, like I know, you know, my background in in the sport is is through science, being an exercise right. biology major, and so I'm I'm super excited that I can, you know, talk science and 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 talk you know anatomy and physiology and biology with people, and and they get it, and so. When we, you know, did our presentation for summer training yesterday, and I'm not afraid to, you know, throw out things from a cellular level or from, a, you know, deep down in the muscular level. So it's uh, it's kind of neat to be able to coach in that way. That's cool. Whenever I go in your office, I see all the number of books you have, and I'm sure you, you continue to try and, and read up on that and that kind of stuff and, and make sure you're ahead of the curve there. Yeah, Michelle likes to tease me that I always have a book <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> Well, that's fair. So it yeah. seems like you always do. So that's, I mean, it, you, you kind of have to be to be on on the cutting edge, especially which with where sports are going in general. They're going yeah. way more way more analytical and way more you know scientific. Yeah, yeah. We're we're even you know, I I'm getting to the point where I, I get bored now reading about the scientific side. So I'm trying to get into the psychology and and even trying to push the team to start to get into the spiritual side of, of team um, dynamics. So it's, uh, we're, we're getting there. Laura, you, Laura and Michelle, you was part with Laura, but you know, being such, you know, math minded, science minded people, you know, has, has any of this helped you guys become better runners? I think it definitely has um, kind of knowing on the like science biology side, how, what you put into your body affects how you run. Um, just like, for example, most of the team is somewhat iron deficient. Um, so like knowing, oh, you need the certain level of iron in your body to help carry, um, to help 
run at the level that at the highest level you can. Um, personally, I know I was low freshman year. I started taking iron, and my times improved a lot. So. Cool, Michelle. Anything have you learned since you know since running for a number of years now here at RPI and working with Coach Lynch that you know, scientifically or what have you that has made you a better runner? Yeah, like especially listening listening to Coach what he has to say about the science side of things and. It, to me, it makes it more real in my head so that I know, okay, eight hours of sleep is good because my muscles need to relax and rejuvenate over that time because of how hard our training is and how, how repetitive it gets. And just realizing that sleep and food is very important and stuff like that and just having coach there to support us in that way of thinking too is really helpful. So, you know. All right, very cool. Uh, you know, I'll, you guys have done a lot. I talked about, John talked about five years in a row going to NCAAs, which is uh, a strong feat in itself. But, uh, you know, what, what is the, I'll ask you guys, what does the future hold, you know, hopefully for this year, but, but, but future years and the kids that, you know, the strong freshman class you brought in, Coach, uh, you know, making an impact over the next year, a couple of years that they're here. Yeah, I mean, ultimately we, of course, want to continue to um, develop the program into, you know, hopefully a national championship contending team. But um, I don't think that's necessarily what what we're aiming to uh, to strive for. And um, you know, we're just trying to be our best selves day after day and, and continue to be able to build a, a program that that really, uh, you know, allows people to feel welcomed in the, in the, the community, you know, up at ECAV and, and in the RPI larger RPI community. Um, I think allowing people to get better day after day, year after year, is, is ultimately the, the main focus of our, our program here. And, Laura, not too long ago, it seemed like you're probably a, a freshman learning from your group of seniors, and now you're a leader on this team. Uh, you know, what's it been like for you, and what do you see for this for this group going forward? Um, you know, the team has really felt uh, made me feel like I belong, and I think that's really helped improve my running as well. Um, I'm hoping we can continue that, you know, bring the next class of freshmen in, kind of show them they have a place on this campus and within this team and help them grow as runners and as people. And I think that w that does contribute to our success as a team as well. And Michelle as well, we hope you, you get that uh air pilot's license soon, but <laughs> until then, you know, being, you're going to be a senior in a week uh, on this cross-country team, and uh, just looking back where you came from as a freshman along to now, and, you know, how, where do you see this team going? I see a lot of great potential in a lot of the girls, and just when I was a freshman, I knew how hard it was and how new everything is and accepting the training plans and just coming into a whole new experience is scary. So I see it in all the girls that they have great potential and I'm really excited to see how our future seasons and how they're going to grow as runners um, in the future. For more than 35 years, CDPHP has been keeping you in the game by providing top-notch healthcare coverage, superior customer service, and the tools you need to live your healthiest life. They're also a proud sponsor of your RPI engineers. CDPHP, a plan for life.